How do you want to start this thing? Uh, I don't know. It's up to you, buddy. Let me smell this and see if I got a cold open. Oh, okay. I'm ready to start. Let's do okay. this. All right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Jen and Thomas podcast. Uh, I am your host, Thomas. Um, and with me today, uh, you know, here on the show, we um, we normally have a, a host, and I just kind of talk to myself for a little while. But I, I felt like I would get a little bit of a of a guest on here. So, um, with me today is a uh, special guest, Brandon Churchill and, oh, Brandon, how you doing? Oh, I am fantastic friend. Yeah. So Brandon, how I uh, learned about you is I was uh, going through YouTube and you were on a hot ones episode recently and I didn't know that you were like already this internet celebrity, which I thought was really interesting. And I was like, this is the guy I got to get on the show. And so, yeah, surprise, I, I did make it onto Hot Ones, even though I only have 90 subscribers. Yeah, and it was a, it was a very interesting show, very insightful. Um, I learned a lot about you, and uh, I'm just honored that you agreed to be on. So I had a really great host, uh, Sean Gordon or uh, Thomas Evans. One, uh, of, one for, of the two. I forget which one they go by, but um, no, it was great. I, I got asked some really great questions, and I think... Uh, the viewers will learn a lot about me. Yeah. Um, so from what I understand, it was a pretty difficult edit, but uh, they were finally able to get their act together and get the video out, which was uh, it was a fun and entertaining watch. Uh, I cracked up a few times, um, but the sauces looked good. The wings looked good, and you were you were great to have on the show. So anyway, look at us, a real celebrity in the house. Yeah, here, here I am. But so anyway, Brandon, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the show. Uh, here on the Gin and Thomas podcast, uh, we like to we like to sample a, uh, a cocktail every once in a while. Sure. All right. So anyway, Brandon, um, before we get into the drink, we have a couple of samples. So you actually provided our gin today. Correct. So what gin brand is this? So this is Boodles. Boodles I gin. That's the way you say it. I believe it's a British gin. Boodles. Um, and I stumbled across this because of the glasses. Um, the glasses we're drinking out of today are Boodles British gin glasses. That I inherited from my grandparents. They're very nice, uh, textured bottom on there. Pretty heavy, heavy glass glass. I want to say underrated on cocktail glasses is having a textured bottom. I agree. I think it makes a difference. So it's uh, a depth. Before we get started on our drink, we are going to sample our gin, Boodle's gin, right? Yeah, this is gin. Yes, it is. All right, so let's do a little. <laughs> the plastic uh, shot glasses. <laughs> Okay. That was a little bit more gin than I was expecting. It's still a half shot. Um, I really like that gin. Yeah, it's not... Um, hmm. I don't want to say it's super floral, There's like a, but it still has that gin taste. I kind of taste a little orange, a little citrus maybe. I'm not getting any of that, man. Uh, like I would say it's... Citrus um, and some flour... See, I'm floral. I'm getting the opposite. I don't think it's floral. I'm getting that sharp taste, like a like a almost like a Bombay. Hmm. I've never had Bombay. I think this is a, more of a Bombay Sapphire. It's like uh, I don't want to say because that first gin we have, that Citadel, that French gin. Sure. That to me is a little more floral with the. Smokiness. Oh yeah, it's way more floral. No, I'm getting a little bit of orange hint in this. Yeah, you and you might be getting that, but maybe I'm not, maybe but... like an orange peel. Yeah, and then and then I am just like the. The grittiness, the earthiness. Yeah, and so to me, uh, this is similar to uh, Bombay because it's it's very cutting. Okay. It just cuts right through. Sure. Um, I don't want to say it's like the most dry gin I've had, but it's a no, very it's piercing not very taste. dry, I wouldn't say, no. Um, and so then the other aspect of this drink that we're going to try today 
is oh shoot let me grab the bottle The background noises of you getting up from your seated position. All right, so uh, on here is Pierre Ferrand Dry Curacao. Um, a lot of people are familiar with Blue Curacao, but um, but it's like an orange liqueur. I really like this bottle. Yeah, I love it. That's what drew my eye to it. And I originally bought that bottle as a uh, to be used in a future drink. Dry Curacao. So it's I guess Curacao is orangey, isn't it? Yeah. And so there's a few different options. Uh, I could have used Contro for this drink to mm. add a little bit of sweetness. But Blended I... with brandy and cognac. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to do a little taste test for this, this. Uh, the dry curacao. Mm, okay. It's almost, um, I don't want to say it's sweet, but it's almost like a little bit of like an orange syrup. Yes. Yes. Agreed. So I personally really like it. So anyway, um, with those two samples out of the way, our drink today is the Pe- Pegu Club. Pegu. Pegu. I've been saying Pengu like a penguin. There's no N. But um, so I have a little bit of blurb here. It's from liquor.com. And it says the Pegu Club's origins date back to the early 20th century and to the club of the same name, just located out of Rangoon, which is now called Myanmar. Myanmar? Myanmar. M Y A N M A R. Myanmar. Like many British social clubs in Southeast Asia, the Pegu Club was a product of imperialism a place for British officials to enjoy some libations in their newly colonized territory. Its signature cocktail borrowed the name, at least while it was published in the famed Savory Cocktail Book by uh, Harry Craddock. Styles. Uh, Yeah, Harry Styles. As for the drink itself, it is essentially a ginger sour, but without egg whites and with the addition of bitters, rather than simple syrup, the Pengu Club takes the sidecar route and uses triple sec for sweetness and additional citrus notes. But we're using this dry curacao because that's what um, other recipes have called for curacao and then some have called for triple sec. Gotcha. But I I didn't want to hit the sweetness route for this one because, you know, I'm just a bitter person, man. Oh, we know. But, yeah, so I I don't know, man. I just like it. Uh, Like this little description, I think it's like a fun little history. Uh, Imperialism is bad. But I just I like a but drink. But it's created a few things. Yeah, but like I like a drink named after a place because of where it was in history. Like this drink history is important. Like this doesn't have the most insane history, but it has a deep history. Sure. And I do have like a little more blurb for us. But let's uh, let's get into this. This is a shaken drink, so let's not get it too warm. Okay. It's a bit sour citrus. Uh, the lime is very forward. I'm getting more bitter. Yeah, I'm getting like rind. Rind. Whatever you call it. <laughs> yeah. So um, the recipe is two ounces of gin, uh, three-fourth ounces of orange curacao, a half ounce of lime juice, one dash of uh, aromatic bitters, and one dash of orange bitters. But I am getting very lime forward with this. I, it definitely, You definitely smell the lime, mm-hmm. and that's that fresh squeeze. Yeah. I personally really like it. Um, Danielle, did, did you try it? Did you like it? It's citrusy. Which I liked, but it was a little strong. Strong boozy or strong citrus? Strong boozy. Well, this See, is one of our pure, per, pure booze drinks. I would have to disagree. I don't taste as much booze in this. I mean, you know it's there because of the bitterness, but like, I don't taste... It's it's not... It doesn't have that sharp alcohol bite to it. I agree. It blends very well to kind of hide it. 
She's shaking her head because she's not well-versed in these cocktails. She, she wants the microphone. <laughs> I really like it, and I think it has a good flavor, and I kind of agree with you, but it leaves a really gross aftertaste in my mouth, like a really gross bitter aftertaste that I don't like. See, I, I do get the bitter aftertaste, but I'm not like, ugh. Well, you're a bitter person. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I chose the drink? Yeah, no, she's yeah. she says it's too boozy. What she means is it's too bitter. It's not... It's not boozy. It's it's the bitterness that comes through in the aftertaste that she's tasting. Like I said, kind of more of a rind or rind, as you like to say. That's what, I, that's what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> so a little more about the drink. So modern recipes sometimes uh, use Contro, which certainly works, but others call for orange curacao, which is uh, what we're using today. Um, and then it says, adding bitters to a sour isn't unheard of, but it is a bit unusual. Most of the other big-name sours skip them, but the Pegu Club uses a single dash of each aromatic and orange bitters, enough to give the drink complexity without overwhelming the botanicals in the gin or the brightness of the lime juice and orange liqueur. Uh, the bitter pear also gives the sour a subtle but notable, notable flush of color, enhancing the lime juice enough so that it has a lovely golden hue, which I do agree. We have a nice bronze gold color here. Yeah, check out the Instagram for that one. Yeah, unfortunately, we weren't able to, like, double strain it through cheesecloth like they want us to do to get it as pure as possible. I had a few floaters in mind, but I'm a man, and I will drink it. Um, Also, I would like to mention that hearing that it's more of a gin sour... Yeah, kind of makes sense to me, and then I I understand the drink more. Yeah, um, it's a play on a drink that like it's a play on a couple of drinks because it's like a gin sour, but it's also similar to a sidecar. Right. Um, Remind us what a sidecar oh is. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! You don't know off the top of your head what a sidecar is, and you call yourself a cocktail enthusiast. Talk all the shit you want. I can cut this out. I know you can, but you're not going to because it's funny. Ah. <laughs> all right, hold on. Where's sidecar? <laughs> We, I've talked about Sidecar a couple of times. We have. Shit. Because of the... What drink was it that we talked about? Oh, I, no. It was the uh, love... No, not the love potion. The um, Between the Sheets. Yeah, exactly. So right here... It was here, the Sidecar Sidecar, which yeah, was the, the motorcycle. A sidecar to the sidecar. <laughs> yeah, it's the motorcycle. So it goes... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's cognac, orange liqueur, such as Contro, lemon juice, orange twist, sugar rim. So... Yeah. This is similar to Between the Sheets in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but um, I dig it. I dig it because it's boozy, and you know how we like our booze on I this like channel. I like it, too. I, I think that maybe we just have a little too much lime juice. I mean, the, you, you're, you're, the, um, you're the, the fixologist. You're the, the fixologist of the show. My recommendation is maybe instead of like a three-fourth ounce of orange curacao, maybe we'd hit it with a full shot of orange, like two shots of gin, shot of the orange, and then maybe still just a half of the lime. I don't know. That's up to you. I will finish my drink, and then I will fix it. Yeah. Um, I, think, I have some ideas. Yeah, I think maybe we just need either less lime or a little more orange for me. I agree. Yeah. Um, I think I think I have a, a range that I want to go. Yeah, but route. overall, um, pretty good. The British finally did something right. <laughs> those limey bastards. <laughs> yeah, those limey <laughs> bastards. One good thing came out of imperialism, and it's this drink. Should we talk about the ambiance? We should. So, um, 
our ambiance today. So this drink, uh, it was around, uh, you know, uh, online it talks about the golden age of cocktails, and that's kind of when the this came to um, fruition. And then, you know, it kind of got kind of died down, but it had a bit of a, a resurgence in the uh, in the two thousands. And I want to say this so has like that like wine cellar speakeasy vibe. Yes. Like speakeasies were a thing, and then it kind of died down, but now it's kind of coming back up. So that's our vibe today here, uh, live on location. We're in this little bit of like a, a wine cellar, you know, barrels all across the walls, speakeasy type Dim basement, lit, candle light, yeah, giant barrels in the background, kind of vibe. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Let me uh, let me expand on this golden age of cocktails because I heard something the other day and it made so much sense to me. And let me see, let me get your take on this, okay? Mm-hmm. A lot of these older classic cocktails came out of the prohibition, mm-hmm. where people were making liquor in their goddamn bathtub well it's like necessity is the mother of invention right right so you had to come up with ways to make your bad booze taste good yes so listen to this you're on the right track so your bathtub booze that tastes like ass they dress it up with lots of sugar and bitters and like hide the you know the impurities and the alcohol Mm -hmm. with all these like sugary more ingredient cocktails like the old fashioned, lots of sugar and like coverall, you know? How do you feel about do you do you agree with that? That's where a lot of these cocktails came out of? Well I wasn't there so I couldn't tell you. But No, but um, does that make sense? Yeah, to you? no, it makes sense. And um a lot of uh you know, I don't know. So the like the Sazerac was the first like cocktail in America. We're gonna have an episode about it, don't worry. And that was already like relatively complex, right? And then, um, so, and like there's, so there was like an art to the cocktail pretty sure, early on. Sure. And so we weren't like afraid of getting crazy. And then when prohibition came around, we had to kind of dress up these cocktails, kind of like with grog, like yeah. grog was made to cover up the bad taste of water yeah, because it had right. the algae growing in it. Right. And so, um, I think a lot of these drinks may have come out of prohibition, but I don't think it's like it, it's not because of prohibition we started making cocktails. I think no, 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 no. I think it's, it's, it's I prohibition. Think just a lot of cocktails came out of prohibition, but we already we weren't afraid of getting crazy. No, prohibition birthed a lot of the well-known cocktails that we have today. That's yeah, what I'm. That's thinking. probably that's probably very true. I forget where I heard it, but um, after hearing that, I was like, it clicked, and I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. If the booze tastes like ass, you definitely want to cover it up with lots of sugar yeah. and different types of ingredients. Well, that might be a fun episode to do a uh, like kind of talk about what came out of that time period. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. be afraid of doing the research. That would be a, that would be a fun thing. Uh, um, figuring out what came out of that time period. You know what's crazy is like Prohibition was only like 13 years, mm-hmm. but that, I mean, 13 years is a long time, but... um, I Fucking made NASCAR. Yeah, but it, it just... Produ- yeah, exactly, all those stock so cars. So many things came out of that. The aftermarket car part industry came out of that. You know, the the, yeah, the s- racing series yeah, came out of stock car racing that. came out of Prohibition. The bootlegging, all that, you know? Absolutely, you know that's like that's like it almost deserves like two episodes. There's so much there. I would oh, love sure. to get into it. 
because then I can actually explain my hatred of apples because that goes back to prohibition. <laughs> nice. Uh, I just want to say that w- when you normally when you hear golden age of cocktails, you're thinking like the the roaring twenties. Well, when actuality <laughs> the it, roaring twenties was the prohibition. Yeah. Well, it was it or was that nineteen twenty to nineteen thirty three? Okay, I was trying to think of. I was, I'm only basing this off of like the Great Gatsby. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so I was thinking the Roaring Twenties was was after Prohibition ended. No, it was uh the it started in 1920. Did it really? Yeah. Okay. Ended early 1933. Okay, so that's wild then. I don't know what time I, of I year. Don't know why it would it be happened. the Roaring Twenties? Then I would have thought that would have been. I guess that's. They're still getting booze. There's nothing mm. Roaring Twenties about going to like a dive bar. It's all about beer in your fancy speakeasy or right. someone's personal yeah. house party. So, um, the rich, the yeah. rich get the booze. No, sorry if uh, if I sound uneducated about prohibition. I'll come back like full force with like a full. Uh, detail about it that would be oh, a fun we'll, episode yeah, talk we'll, about we'll do, we'll do some research oh my god we are coming up on the oh my gosh i am so stupid no yes i am such an idiot we are coming up on 90 years of prohibition being repealed and i did not do any research so tell you what for the next episode it'll okay. be 90 years plus one week okay. and i will talk about prohibition. <laughs> i think that's close enough i think the listeners understand oh my god i am so stupid why didn't i think of that april 7th 1933 uh, april fools uh we got another one coming yeah <laughs> uh april fools again yeah damn it that's no, fine yeah. you know oh this, well that's how things go okay uh, yeah. this is real life we don't we don't plan. <laughs> how, how much time do you guys think I have? You think I have time to Google everything? Well, after you got your new job, now you do have. Time. Now I do. Now, now I'm. Uh, what's your time worth? <laughs> what's my time worth? What's your drink worth, everybody? What's your drink worth? Oh man, yeah. No, I think a, a prohibition episode is going to be a good. That would be good. So I'll, uh, I'll get some, some history, maybe put in a game. I'll have a game for uh, next episode. It's going to be a good time. I promise oh, you. Oh boy. Can't wait. So, uh, well, speaking of jobs, I'm not going to go on another rant like last week, but I, I kind of want to continue off of that. So, Brandon, I have these written down here. What, what, like, what, what is your least favorite job you've ever had? It doesn't have to be like the best or like the least, as in it was like the worst job. But like, what's your least favorite? Like, oh, I really did not like working at that water park. Um, my least favorite job would be the in between my two big jobs. Uh, so I moved down to St. Louis for this job. I'm not going to name him by name. I won't, mm-hmm. I won't do that. <clears throat> Come up and uh, talk to me in person. I'll uh, name him. Churchill Engineering is the place. Yeah, no. Uh, Come up and talk to me. I'll name it by name. But um, So I was working at this place for three months while I was in between the two really good jobs that I had. And it would be a good job for a certain type of person. And there was room for growth, but I wasn't doing really anything at this job i could get all my work done in like five minutes and i was just sitting at my computer all day long just doing nothing Mm -hmm. it was horrible very boring it was still like covid rules like i couldn't there was nobody in the offices a lot of rules to do nothing yeah it just wasn't fulfilling it was i don't want to say beneath me but it was uh just not what my 
I had more skills to offer than what that job was. That's very similar to how I felt about my last job. All right, so counterpoint. Well, maybe I'll talk about... No, we're talking least favorite jobs. Yes. And, uh, and let me tell you. Yeah. I didn't say steak and shake. Yeah. <laughs> that one was go, 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 dealing with hangry people. But it was my first job, and I learned a lot. And it, it also taught me respect for people in the restaurant industry, the fast food industry. It definitely, I learned a lot, like I said, and you learn like a work ethic. You learn like a, if you're, you're leaning, you're not cleaning kind of mentality. Like you should always be doing something. Uh, and also that job, the people that work there mm-hmm. were so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. I worked with some of the greatest people that I've ever worked with at that job. And you know what? None of them work in that food industry anymore. But they are they're doing great things and I know they're great people. And by the way, third busiest steak and shake in the country. Boy. There you go. Mike drop on that one. The one and only handling the third hangriest people out there. Started in um, Bloomington Normal, by the way. My, oh, that's, really? Yes, Steak and Shake started in, in Normal, Illinois. I almost went there yesterday. I didn't, but I almost did. You know who did? Our uh, co-host. Our co-host for the day. So my least favorite job, I'm probably going to go with my last job that I just bitched no. about for an hour. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so you guys can listen to that. I'm not going to go over it no, again. No, we don't. You, you can get the details in that one. Yeah. All right. Um, and I have to pee. All right, everybody. So in between our uh, in between our questions, we went ahead and got a second drink here. And Brandon, uh, this looks like to be a slightly different color. I would like us to try it before I tell you what's in it. Okay. It's a little more orange forward, which is a little – it's throwing me off because it almost looks a little more green lime to me right okay. now. Do you want to elaborate? Do you have any thoughts before we go into this? I like it. I like it too. I think uh, I think I, I think this drink needs to be more orange forward. Something that maybe we're lacking is like the 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 the, the orange rind that you like spray and rub around the rim. Yes, that's maybe what I, I would have done with the first drink. I agree, but that it, this kind of tastes like that. A little less bitter. Yeah, yeah, a little less bitter. So this, but hey, you know me. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say the bitter is bad. That's I a under, Danielle I know, problem. I know. I know. So this was, um, I'm going to try to break it down because obviously I made two at one time. It was two ounces of gin, just like the original. Mm-hmm. I did a full ounce of the curacao, the dry curacao, mm-hmm. which was a three quarter before. So it's a full ounce. And then I did more of a three, uh, I guess, I did more of a three-eighths of the lime juice. Okay. okay. Yeah. So learn your fractions, kids, so you can understand what that is. I don't fucking know. It's a little less than half an ounce. Yeah. And that's it. I didn't put the bitters in. Really? I didn't okay. put the bitters in. See, I have no problem with the bitters. I understand, because you're a bitter person. But I think this elevated the drink to a more populous drink. Yeah. Something that uh, 
more people would like. Um, I'm going to have Danielle try this version because I think she would like it. And um, like I said, I took the bitters out. It's uh, probably a little more alcoholic. Yeah, it's. Uh, let me. I don't. Don't put this in my face yet. I need. <laughs> oh my god. She, she wants to try her original to see what she actually thinks. I think I like the original better. Really? Wow. Please elaborate. I I don't know why. I just think I like it better. A little more complexity, maybe. It's the depth. It's it's definitely the depth. I don't know why. I don't know why I like the Yo, other one Yo, I thought she was gonna be like, oh, this is way better. She clowned your ass. Uh, Bro, you're hey, gonna marry her after that disrespect? Of course, of course. What the fuck? That's what marriage is about. Um, <laughs> no, so I think I went more for the masses, but mm. the original has a depth that you won't get in this because of the bitters yeah. and because of the way that it's mixed. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's the depth, a depth thing. Yeah, so I I do like this, Brent. I want to take anything away from you, our fixologist. I think that cutting down the lime was good, and I think adding more orange was good. You're right. I personally, I think I might have liked the bitters in here, but this is good. I think the key, no matter what, bitters or no bitters, I think the key was cutting back on the lime and adding the orange because the bitters are orange bitters, so it's not like adding those, well, adding those throws off the drink. So for this drink... I really think the key is uh, hitting it with a little more orange or cutting back on the lime. Well, I think and, I think if I could do it again, I would probably put the orange bitters in and not the regular bitters. Mm-hmm. But also, um, when we did between the sheets, we had Contro, which is yeah. a little sweeter. Yeah, I feel like that has a place in this drink. Okay. Some recipes called for the Contro. Some just said Curacao, and I went with the dry Curacao. Because remind, remind me, the Contro is the triple sack. Yeah, yeah. And so that has a little more sweetness, but... Um, Poor Kano Los Dos. Ex- yeah, yeah. Why couldn't we do half and half of both? Because you know? I'm not made of money. Well, I guess I already bought this, so it wouldn't have mattered. No, I just but, mean, um, like, I mean like in general, like why why couldn't you do both? You know, yeah. Get a little bit of both in there. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think... Add some depth. I do think that the, the, the Contra would have worked well in this. Um, Especially because this gin in particular is a piercing gin. It's very sharp. So if like you were using this or a Bombay, I would maybe go with the Contro. Okay. But if you're mu- using a smoother gin, like if you're using like a Hendrix, which is really smooth, or that Citadel gin that we use for the gin tonics, mm-hmm. which is really smooth to yeah. me. So if you're using a smooth gin, I would go with the Dry Curacao. Okay. But with a sharp gin like this or a Bombay Sapphire or a Bombay Sapphire East, which I really love. I think that, um, no, the no, 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 no. You want the triple sec with the, the yeah, cutting yeah, gin? Yeah, 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 no. I want the Contra with the cutting gin, with the with this or the Bombay Sapphire. Right. If you have Use a smoother the, gin, you want... You, you want, want the dry Curacao. Sorry, right. guys, I had that flipped. Yeah, yeah. So if I had to redo this, that's maybe the change I would okay. make. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want too much dry. You don't this, want too much sharp. This is just sharp on sharp. You want a mix, a very, yeah. very depth, uh, a very deep Look, mix. But we're doing sharp flavors. on sharp. The first drink was good, and the second drink is good. Yeah. I don't think you're going to go wrong with this drink, 
but you have to have that taste for the it's no negroni it's no negroni <laughs> but um negroni is like just bitter yes but you need to have the you have to have to uh you have to appreciate the sharpness with yeah. this one yeah right right no i i like them both i like them both they're both good they're both good and and and, and we're doing sharp on sharp so um so if you don't have bitters or you can't find the bitters yeah, I think you can do this the way we did it. Yeah, absolutely. This is good. This is really, really good. Get you some curacao, some gin, and some well, lime and if juice. You, if you didn't tell me that you didn't throw the bitters in here, I wouldn't have noticed. Right. You know what I mean? You'd um, be like, bitters, oh, they're just kind of lacking a little bit of depth, maybe? I don't even know. I don't even know if I would have known to say that. Right. You would have just been like, it's different. Yeah. Um uh, one thing is though that it is noticeable is it is a different color. The bitters really do make a difference in How the color. Is that? Oh well, also, what might contribute to that is I didn't empty the shaker either. I added more ice to it. Ah, so perhaps might, a might drop have, or two. There might have been a little bit of uh, residual drink in there, so there might have been a little bitters in there still. There, you know, it could be. What what about the color is different to you? It's you just a little it's... more. It's a little more lime green. It's a little or, more lime juice color. Or is it just a little more diluted looking? Because if it's diluted, then it, that's just the residual Shit, melted. I just dropped all over my jersey. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> this... I just dropped this drink all over my jersey, and I am infamous for getting food all over myself. Oh, we know, dude. I cannot wait for you to not work a Saturday. I know. I'm excited. No, so um, I was He's seasonal I, now. Yeah, well, not seasonal. Yeah, I'm a I'm a sub, part-time. a substitute. So I only have to do two weekend days a month now. No, it'll be nice to have you around for the warmer weather when we start doing some outdoor activities. Mm-hmm. You know, we get some grilling going. And also, like you know, if I'm going to be working, I don't want to work seven days a week. What's my time worth? We just talked about it. Exactly. I, I shouldn't have to struggle to have a day off. No, it's. Uh, I know, I know it's been a struggle for you, but it's been a struggle for me, brother. Because uh, I've been I like, know. ah, Thomas is fucking working five after five o'clock is when I can I see really, him. On I the really weekend. didn't know how much of a sacrifice it would make to like everybody to, for the podcast for you. Yeah, yeah, brother. I've been, uh, I've, I've, you know, you know, we could have done so much more stuff. We could now, now our only time that we've been hanging out has been like videos and podcasts. I know. We, didn't, we got no time outside. Hey, of... Even when we are hanging out, oh, although, we always say is save for the podcast. <laughs> although we did have that nice walk the other day. Oh, it was really nice. Oh my out. gosh, we had a wonderful walk. A little cigar and a walk, dude. That was a great day. It's a little bit of bro, I loved it. Bro it time. was such a nice day. My God. Listen, if you... Listen, give your bros the time they need. <laughs> Hey, you know, if you if you you both light a cigar and go for a walk, it's a good time. You know. Well, so <laughs> it is always a good time. But you know, Brandon, I, I was going somewhere with this before we poured our second drink. Which, also, between all of our rambling, I've managed to drink our second drink. Oh, buddy, it was good. But um, so I had a second a second part to the job conversation. So we, we talked about your least favorite job. What, what was your favorite job? It doesn't even have to be like the best job, but like what was just like the most fun to do? I really liked my last job. Not, not the in-between one, like my last like long-term job that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, other than it paying decent, 
and all that jazz. I just mean like I worked with some great people and then when they moved on, obviously that's kind of what helped me move on as well. But the work I did, it was different every week. It was fun. You got to see it happen. The Literally the shop was on the other side of the offices. We could, I could go out and put my hands on the thing I designed. Yeah. Well, that's really important too is like being able uh, – like I, but for me personally, it's like being able to like take a step back and be like, I made that. Like yeah. Like being able to witness your work. Yeah. I mean that also comes with them – calling you and yelling at you and be like you screwed this up but also i mean see uh brand i'm just so good at what i do that never happens uh plants <laughs> yeah metal versus plants yeah no if someone's like you screwed this up i'm like ah, it'll grow back it'll grow back um but yeah no i mean just like custom designing things going out putting your hands on those things them going to people who use them daily like that stuff was so freaking cool, you know, and worked with some great people. There were some great benefits, but it was and a, the great a great company too. Family yeah. owned the entire time the company has been around. Family owned. Start to finish. Family owned. 100%. Wow. Since like 1908, 1808. I forget when, but they used to make wagons. Either they used to make one hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. They used to make wagons, bro. Custom wagons for you to roll across to the west. They used to make wagons. I'm from the west. They used to make wagons to roll to you, brother. Oh my gosh, that explains all the wagons in front of my house. Exactly. Um, no, but I mean, that company was so so good. It's just I had I had gotten as far as I could go. Yeah. In the time that I was there. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to stick around for ten years making the same about same amount of money, I could have maybe became a supervisor. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't worth uh me sticking around. I, I grew, I helped them grow, and I moved on. I I think that was about Unless you put down roots in that city, that was about the time that you spent there was the time that I spent there. Yeah. It was time for me to move on. Yeah, and, uh, you know, everyone knows uh, Brandon was on to bigger and better things. If he wasn't in St. Louis, we wouldn't have this podcast. So it's true. Thank you for maxing out at that old company. Uh, I would probably say my best job. See, here's the thing. So the the, the the like job that I feel like I got the most like joy out of was like being an event planner um, for this recreation center. I planned like multiple events all throughout the year and it was a lot of fun. Everyone loved it. But then like, so that's like the, the, the job I enjoyed, but then like the job I had the most fun at is when I really first started like landscaping in my arborist career. But that was just because of the guys I was working with. You know what I mean? So I have, like, I have two. It's, like, the job that was the most fun and then, like, the people I had the most fun Wait, with. Wait, hold on. Yeah. I thought we were saying the best job, not the most fun well, job. Well, like, the best. Well, I meant, like, the. All right, you're right. Well, I meant, yeah, you're right, the best job. The but best I mean, job. I don't know what's best, though. Because I've got a different one for the most fun job. Yeah. Well, I mean, my best job was probably the second one with um, the people I had the most fun with and then also mm-hmm. the job that made me most successful 
But like, I just really enjoyed planning events. I yeah, I understand that. But uh, my arborist career, I mean, there's not really much to say. I was just fucking doing tree shit all day, but I loved it, you know, and that really sparked the passion that got me into arbor culture. And then, uh, you know, uh, living and working in a border state, you come across uh, quite a few Mexicans, and they did nothing but talk shit to me in Spanish. And then work their ass off. Yeah, but I had no choice but to learn Spanish just so I heard what they were making fun of me for. Oh, we remember. Yeah. We remember those first couple episodes when you're talking about that. Yeah. And uh, it was great. I mean, I've forgotten all Spanish ever since moving to the I Midwest. Know. That's how it goes. But that was a great time. And oh my God, they're fucking hilarious. But uh, I don't know. My event planning job just has a special place in my heart. Well, let me tell you my funnest job then. Well, hold on. well let me let me finish with mine. And I'll throw oh, please, it over to please, you. please. I didn't know you're done. Go so ahead. Um, I uh, planned events for like a senior recreation center. And because um, where I live in Scottsdale, there's a lot of uh, old ass people. Is that oh, how you say it? Oh, old you, ass people. You are a oh, what do they call it? It's not, is it a winter bird? Snowbird. Snowbird. Yeah, snowbird town destination. Yeah. So um, a lot of people move there to retire, and so like they're like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. A lot of that stuff was like, oh, I'm away from my family. So when you planned events around holidays, they all really appreciate it. We did like a Thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving lunch. We did some kind of like Christmas thing. We had something for every holiday, right? And so they're very appreciative all the time. Like, oh, you know, I. My kids live in New Hampshire, and I'm over here 2,000 miles away. So you're just, you know, you're just doing your thing, and they love it. But uh, I don't know, man. It was just, like, a lot of fun. You know, you have, like, direct appreciation from the work you do, and uh, I don't know. It was just a good time. And it was, like, it was, I don't know. And I was, like, the only guy that worked there, and so it was, like, a ton of girls. So I was just fucking, you know, I was just... You know, talking shit all day, flirting with everybody I saw. That's a sting of shake shit, dog. Fucking 20 years older than me, you know, married. I didn't care. I'd just be like, hey, Jennifer, how you doing? And she'd be like, I'm doing great, Thomas. How are you? And I'd be like, doing anything later? She'd be like, oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm going home to my husband. And I'd be like, nah. Unfortunately. You're going home with me. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, but it was just a really fun time. Low stakes. Nothing fucking yeah, crazy yeah, going on. Yeah. But, uh, so that was like my most fun job, but like the best job was probably when I first got into, uh, arborist work. Right. So what was your most fun job then? I worked with my best friend every <gasps> single day. Making a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 at the time, at the time. Yeah. Uh, who was my roommate in college and everything, grew up with the kid, um, uh, we're just looking at Danielle not finishing her drink right now. I mean, it's hasn't moved since. I mean, well, I, I mean, if you don't want to enjoy it, I mean, if you didn't enjoy it, like Thomas is willing to drink it. No, oh, she likes okay, it. She'll right, keep it. Okay, she's not a boob bag. A boob bag. Boob bag. Oh, bag. she's a boob bag. All right. No, she's uh, a not bag a boob boobs. bag. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, so the funnest job was working with my best friend over the summers for his almost stepdad and doing, like, construction, um, uh, property maintenance. We, like, we were originally hired on just to mow grass for one summer. We did, like, part-time, which paid for what we were working in our fast food jobs. Yeah. 
And then the next summer he's like, how about full-time? And we said, say less. So we did full-time working for him. And we did uh, mowing grass. We were painting apartments. We were uh, building playgrounds for schools and parks. And we did all kinds of stuff outside, labor-intensive, getting a good tan, bullshit with your best friend, just fucking... That's the life, dude. Spending the summer every single day, eight, eight to you know, eight to nine with your best friend, just fucking getting a tan and cutting grass. That's pretty good. (laughs) It was a good time. Like I said, most fun job for sure. And on at that point, the most money I've made too. Oh, at that point, I was like, damn, you're you're not even making more than your fucking. Up to that point, no, we made made enough to be like, yeah, no, fuck this. this fast food biz. I mean, when we were part time, it was enough to be like, "Fuck, that's fat fast food biz." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, so wait, when when were you? Were you like in college, fresh out of high school? When was that? Uh, so I think it was our the summer before because it's all summer stuff. Mm-hmm. It was right before college i think it was oh dude memories are hard yeah i want to say that we did part-time there and part-time at our fast food place concurrently the summer before like our senior year of high school yeah and then the next year it was full-time i could be getting this wrong it could be full-time right before that um but then coming back from college, we stayed at our parents' house, obviously, for, through the summers. So we, yeah. did, we did that for the summers. And then occasionally he had some winter work for us. So we came home for that month for winter from college. We did some uh, winter work, you know, some snow removal. Oh, we had a um, – there was a, like, auction house. Mm-hmm. That we went into and kind of like cleared out. We brought anything of quote unquote value down to the main level from the like warehouse part and then got a bunch of the trash together to be thrown out. So it was basically just us fucking around in a giant building for the whole winter. <laughs> yeah, th- that reminds me of something like somewhat off topic. Um, when uh when i was in high school we like went to band camp right oh but when you were in band camp this yeah, one time this one time band at band camp, camp. no yeah. but before band camp we would spend like two days in scottsdale but we like went to the band room like you know just getting everything ready and um so i wasn't our section leader because i didn't take anything seriously enough to like be oh, a leader of the same, section same but yeah, i was I understand. Our, but i was our band captain yeah. Because I led us in like motivation and like spirit, be like, let's go. I you get know? it. Yeah, that's me in Quidditch, bro. Um, so, uh, so I was there, and it was me and um, my section leader. So I was like, it's like we were in charge of each other in like very different ways. It was pretty funny. So right, I was the right. captain, but she, um, but uh, but no, not she. Sorry, uh, but he was the section leader, and uh, we like snuck into the. Um, the like fine arts building and this is just like on an empty building fucking around right Uh it has nothing to do with like doing physical labor 
Right. But so we snuck into the uh, uh, the fine arts building, which is where the band room was. So we were already in there, but we snuck into like the the auditorium area. And there was like a ladder that took you into like where they do the spotlights for the stage, and there was another ladder that took us onto the roof. So for those two days before band camp, we snuck up there like I don't know, fucking four times a day. And there's this can, there was this basket of spray paint. We just went up there and we just fucking tagged the roof of our high school building because oh there was the roof God. and there was like a six foot wall, and then like that was it. Uh-huh. And so we just fucking wrote everything. But um, we went up there and tagged. It just gets harder, <laughs> and that was like the running joke throughout band camp because other people were sneaking up there that we didn't know about, and they went up and saw that. And then um, and then all throughout band camp they were like, ha ha, it just gets harder. And me and my friend Alex, we were like, they don't even fucking know. We wrote that shit. Right. Ah. Uh. So fucking around, doing nothing for two days in a big room, we just we you know, we just went crazy in this auditorium. We went into the the um the theater group and we were like trying on all the outfits. Here's the, here here's the thing about my high school band class, right? Um all the nerds were practicing music. Me, Alex, and maybe like a couple other people, we just dicked around for two days. Right. We just got into everything. We, I, I was out there playing the cello center stage. No one was in the audience, but I was doing it. I should not have had access to a cello. Well, what did you play? Oh, I played the marimba in the uh, Saguaro High School <laughs> marching band. Yeah, yeah I was in percussion. Gotcha. Yeah, you but, look uh, like you're percussion. Yeah, but uh, Mr. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you yeah, don't you're have to, percussion for sure. You don't have to be good. You just have to hit something. And so, um, okay, not, Christian Reichauer, you fucking comment on this yeah. shit. And tell him how much of a fucking weeb he is. Yeah. Um, but so like we just dicked around in the the band camp, and that was like my, uh, that was like the first band camp, and then like the second and third. You know what I mean? Like we did that every year, but um. But for the few days before band camp, we just had this, like, I just had access to this giant, like, fine arts building. And I just did whatever I wanted. Oh, and uh, Mr. Miller, if you're listening, which you're not because you're old as shit. He's not listening. Yeah. So what if I snuck off? He, they, I, We got caught one time and he yelled at us. And I'm like, Mr. Miller, you don't fucking care, dude. He didn't okay. give a shit. All right. He just had he, to do He it. yelled it because we got caught, so he had to yell at us. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But yeah, that's the thing about like being older. You're like, oh no, he he had to for his job. Yeah, like he didn't care. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah, no, I I never really had a like a construction job though, like you doing all that clearing shit out. So, and my parents confirmed this because they did labor type mm-hmm. shit. I would come home from that. Full-time full time job as in, in summers, you know, I've never had a full-time job in my life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in college, I had a full-time job every summer. Come home and, and they'd be like, well, how was it? You know, and I'd be like, you know, it. I'm like, I'm sore as shit. Like I fucking, oh, yeah. Fucking, oh, oh, and this is the time um, I'd go down in the basement when I got home from work and fucking work out, too. Yeah. Yeah, fucking jack. Jacked. I, I graduated from high school and got fucking jacked. But um, no, I'd I'd come home and go work out or come up, and they'd be like, "So how was work?" And I was like, "Dude, I'm I'm, I'm exhausted. Give me food, and I'm going to bed." <laughs> like, Dude, and they're like, "They're like, so so how do you feel about that?" And I'm like, "I understand 
what you're saying now, like, I definitely don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to have a manual labor job for the rest of my life. Like, yeah. my body will just decay and break mm-hmm. down and I will die. Yeah. Early. Well, um, I mean, you can even ask Danielle. Uh, when I was in Arizona doing, like, my arborist work, like, I'd come because uh, she came to visit me and a certain someone. Um yeah, she was there for like a week. Yeah, so um, so she probably saw you. Well, yeah, while so you were working. I, so I came home from my right, arbor right. work, and I would just go home and pass the fuck out. And she's yeah. staying in my house, and she, I would just be like, "Hey, Danielle, nice to see ya. I'm gonna pass out for like six fucking hours. Yeah, wake up, eat dinner, and go back to bed. Six yeah. hours is dramatic. I'd probably take like an hour or two. You'd nap, probably take but, an hour nap. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, yeah, those physical jobs are tough. Yeah, it takes a lot out of you. And but I, but the people that work those physical jobs are fucking funny as hell. Fucking characters, dude. Uh, we'll, we could spend an entire episode on just characters exactly. from physical labor jobs. No, 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 I no. mean, I know you got the Mexican guys. Yeah, I've got yeah. the white guys in the Midwest. Yeah. We'll, we'll do we'll do a whole episode on just quotes from these fucking guys. Yeah. You feel like you're living in a goddamn cartoon. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, these people are nuts. No, they should be on a goddamn show. No, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could turn this around and make it like a positive job experience. Because the last one, I, d- I didn't want to leave a, a bad taste in everyone's mouth about having to work. You want to leave a bitter taste? A bitter taste? <laughs> do you leave That's a why we didn't aftertaste? do bitters in the second drink. No, but, uh, nope, you know, no I have bitter I, I f- aftertaste in that. And then I feel bad. Like, I, and I, you know, I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, having to work, gross. Like, I, I enjoy. Um, doing something. Well, let me let me be honest with you. Like, I did enjoy the physical labor. I just knew that I couldn't do that forever. Yeah, no. no. There's something satisfying about putting your body through a test and and making something crazy or something like, you know, that people are going to enjoy. It's just yeah. that wasn't for me to do for the rest of my life. Like, it was still very enjoyable, and I definitely got a lot out of it you know what i'm saying yeah well you know what's crazy is arborist is one of the most dangerous jobs in america yeah trees fall on you bitch. Yeah, it, no exactly <laughs> it's because of the threat of shit falling on you <laughs> yeah. i don't want to get like too like dark and spooky not spooky but like Spoon. dark and like sad oh but um there was this guy and he was trimming a palm and he like was you know palms have like feather or fro- uh yeah, feather yeah. or fanned fronds right so he was, like, cutting him and throwing him down, and I guess, like, one part hit the guy on the ground, hit him on the head, knocked him out. And then as the guy in in the palm was cutting the, le- or the leaves and throwing him down, and they just, like, kept landing on the guy on the ground, it ended up suffocating him. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. So fucking died. Oh, my God. Fucking sad, dude. Fucking died. And so, like, you never know, like... Who's gonna think like, oh, we're just doing a palm today? I'm gonna get, I'm gonna die today. Right. But like, you know, you can have tree branches fall on you and all that shit, or like fall out of a tree. So like, arborist is a dangerous job. But you know, they don't call me Thomas Danger Gordon for nothing. Who calls you that? I do. Okay. No, but um, no, I I uh, I certainly don't enjoy the the physical labor in the same sense of like just working all day and working all night and like blowing out all my joints, but uh. I do my best to wear a helmet while doing my arborist crap, but smart. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Physical jobs are good because you you get the direct like a, a good day's work. Oh yeah, yeah. Good day's work. You get some exercise, and then I mean, you realize this is either 
I'm going to do this for the rest of my life or I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Look, the the dream is just be a consulting arbiterist where I get to look at a tree and be like, that's a out. tree. Cut it out. No. <laughs> Oh, I do everything. I do everything I can to not cut up a tree. No, I know. We but, uh, we talked about this. I'll look at a tree and be like, "There you go. You gotta do a thing." That's where the money is. See, the better you are at being an arborist, the less you have to do. Yeah. When you're when yeah. you're a pro, you just that's, consult. That's engineering, dude. And then you just say, "You just gotta do the thing." Yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, I don't know if we really did. We even talk about anything? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't talk about anything today. But that's okay. You know what? We, we gave enough about the drink earlier. And oh, uh, this was this was a drink heavy episode, was it? Yeah, we did it. We did. Uh, I like when we do a review for the first and second. Yes, we should go a little bit deeper. That's more of a recent development. This but is I a like drink it. deep episode. A drink deep. We are a deep drink episode, ladies and gentlemen. We are a drink deep. A drink deep with Brandon Churchill. New podcast starting soon. Oh shit! I got a second one. You have two podcasts: the sip, a sip of, brandy. of brandy and a drink deep with Brandon. <laughs> the 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 uh, the April Fools of the sip of yeah. brandy. Yeah. As the show goes on, you just get more and more, get more podcasts more. that you're responsible for. Hey, you know my credits just keep building. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, like I just I don't know, Brandon. I mean, unfortunately, I missed the ninety-year prohibition uh, repealed anniversary. Ah, no, we'll get another one. Yeah, we'll we'll get that next. Oh, one. that la- that next one. <laughs> Heads up for that next one. I know that next one will be boozy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I wish that clicked in my mind. But I don't know. Like I just felt bad because like last week I was just such in a bad mood about like man, fuck this place, fuck you, fuck you for everything that this could have been a thing that ever existed. You know what I mean? It was your therapy session. I know, I know. But even when I was editing it, I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. We all have shitty jobs. But um, I don't know. Like, we talked about worst and best jobs. I don't know. I just wanted to... No, this was a great... Not to be, like, work-related no, all no, the no. time. No, no, no. But, like, I wanted to this was level a... with the people. This is a good attachment to the last episode yeah. of not all jobs are bad. Yeah. <laughs> Some jobs are fun as shit. And some jobs are good. Some jobs are really good. But and hey, some jobs suck ass. But hey, even if this was a nothing episode, the people that listen, they listen because they care. Shout out to you, Belgium boy. Which I <laughs> earlier, yes, no, earlier today, I met somebody and they're like, oh, I have a fucking, I visited my friend in Brussels one time. Their name oh. was Jeremy. Oh. So. If Jeremy is listening, oh, uh, your friend says hi. I didn't catch their name. But whoever you are, if you are in or around Belgium, I promise you're our only listener. Write into the pod. I have to know. Brother, uh, review and write in and say you're the Brussels boy. Like we'll, I, we'll catch you, bro. Because we have listeners and they have to listen to me saying who's the Belgian boy every week. Or girl. You can be anything you want. You can be a boy, girl, anything. But you can be a goddamn horse. I don't give a shit. I need you to write in so I know who I'm talking to. We'll come We'll come visit you. Let me build up the savings and we'll come. I'll I, send you a hey, t-shirt. We will come visit you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know when, visit. but we will. I promise you. 2065, the Jen and Thomas <laughs> podcast finally goes to Belgium. No, but a write in. I would love to. I would love to have a conversation. I'd love to send you a T-shirt. You are like 
a dedicated listener. Yeah. And so if you are listening, you are the only one. Just write in. Tell your friends. Please. Tell your friends. Or if you're using a VPN to make you look oh, like you're in Belgium, right. fucking tell me so I don't oh, keep yeah, embarrassing yeah, yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't we don't have to like out you, but we just wanna like not keep saying you're from Belgium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll just be like, we found out where the Belgian person was from. They're not from Belgium, and that's that. <laughs> South Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate yeah. you guys being a part of the. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to the part two of the job therapy session. Um, no, this is the. This it, is was the just, it, it was yeah, just. It was just something. It's an extension, yeah, some kind of something. But no, we talked good. about bad jobs. We talked about good jobs. Next week, we're gonna we're we're gonna be back to true to form. True we're gonna have a form. game. Games. I'm bringing the games back. Oh shit! I, I haven't played enough games. I'm excited to be in a place where I can uh, take the, take the podcast as seriously as it deserves. And we are uh, excluding the third drink because that's a uh, because that's extra. But uh, we are come. We're two episodes away from being in the top ten percent of podcasts all time. Explain what that means. So uh, 90% of podcasts ever don't make it past uh, episode 20 or maybe 21, so maybe we'll have to hit episode 22. So it's either episode 21 or 22 that we uh, enter the top 10 podcasts of all times in terms of length. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're going to cut through the competition. A lot of these algorithms like to recommend places that have a lot of episodes. So we'll be hitting 21 because this is going to be episode 20. So we're going to hit 21, 22 pretty soon. And then we're going to be hitting 26, which is six months, which I'm very excited for. And then before you know it, we're going to be hitting episode 50, which puts us in like the top 10% of the previous 10%, which I am not a math major, but maybe that's top 1% of all time podcasts. Because there's a lot of people that make like four podcasts and then give up. And uh, now that you're only doing this other job every couple times a month? Yeah, so um, uh, the the part-time job I talked about in the last episode, I'm only going to be doing that like once or twice a month. So We can get more third drinks then. Oh, yeah, plenty more third drinks. Well, you know, we we gotta... got third drinks to come, brother. Well, the thing is, is I, I teased a third drink a couple episodes ago, but we got to get her back for oh. the third drink. Oh, she'll come back. She'll come back. Well, fucking call her, my man. We got to have her on. All right. She'll come back. I guarantee. But we have a couple of co-hosts lined up that I'm very excited for. Um, you know, we good things to come for the Jen and Thomas podcast. This summer is going to be lit. Fam. Yeah, the summer is going to be a wild time. So um, if you don't mind, please uh, suggest us to your friends as many as possible. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're not terrible, right? <laughs> where can they find the Jen and Thomas podcast? Well, where they can first of all, where can they find you? Don't fucking close out my own show. <laughs> oh, you want, you want to do me first? Yeah, no, we always you're the guest. We always sorry, close, no, I've never been on here. I don't know how it works. Yeah, sorry, we always close out the guest first. Okay, well, you can find me at Brandon Churchill on YouTube. Brandon underscore Churchill underscore 95 on Instagram. Brandon Churchill without the U and Churchill on Twitter. I have been tweeting. He yeah. has. I've been retweeting. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's all that I put out there. Um, Thomas, where can we find you? 
you're not the host where you can find the podcast. This guy obviously hasn't listened. So where you can find the podcast is Jen and Thomas podcast on Instagram, Jen and Thomas podcast on Instagram or Jen and Thomas pod on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, On the YouTube, we post the episodes. Uh, I'm going to be editing up some clips to be posting every week here pretty soon. Um, And then as for me, you can find me on Instagram at capped cool kid. That is C A P T cool kid on instagram as well as bad boy of botany uh i haven't really posted to either lately but i'm getting back into it i'm in the better place i'm re- I'm ready to start sharing my love of the world with people um i mean that's me i'm not really on anything else so uh you know you know how we like to close it out here uh drink responsibly don't drink and drive don't, don't drink and con, con a boat uh don't drink and scoot is something we added recently uh you know and Unfortunately, we're still labeled under self-help, self-help on Spotify, and I don't know how to get us off. So what I like to say is, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, how, how do I say this? You know, you, you know, find what you love to do and get paid for it. That's the part two to the job description or the job podcast is just get paid to do what you love. Go home and be happy with a hard day's work. Is that okay? I mean, do you have anything for that? Find your plant room. What is your time worth? These are all themes that resonate throughout the episodes. Exactly. Um, I know we are labeled self-help. We don't necessarily want to be, but we're okay with it because we kind of do give yeah. some advice, some some insight. You don't have to take the advice, and I wouldn't say that it is advice or insight we're kind of idiots but we're also kind of not i mean we've we've lived life and we have some insight to give you i don't know i just want to kind of resolve the bad energy i put out in the last episode you know what i mean i wouldn't say it's bad energy well you know i just i just wanted to it's truth energy i wanted to put put out there that we're putting out some positive we're putting out positivity Peace, love, and positivity. Yeah, so uh, my, my my self-help advice, bad jobs can get better, bad days can get better. I just I just didn't feel good about last week's episode and then just pretending like all work sucks. But anyway. Because it doesn't. But next week, we're back to true to form. I'm going to have a lot of fun stuff. We're going to talk about prohibition, about uh, 90 years and a week too late. Uh, if we're not blacked out for that i'm very disappointed (laughs) just fucking wasted on toilet wine exactly but anyway everybody uh i said it before please drink responsibly you know uh be kind be safe good night peace